0: Good morning everyone and it's a huge privilege to speak into your homes this morning and yet for me it's a huge challenge um, because i miss as i shared with you a couple of weeks ago seeing you all face to face my prayer right at the outset um is that uh, in spite of how we find ourselves externally that we would have a a, a, a peace deep uh, and a strength deep within our hearts that comes from the Holy Spirit that Paul talks about in Ephesians 3 as he is writing himself from a place of lockdown and confinement in a prison cell. Neil shared that with us uh, last week. He goes on to say in that same passage of scripture one of my favourite verses he goes on to say that In spite of the difficulties that we face, in spite of the trials, in spite of the season that we are in, that we need to continually, to need continually to endeavour to look to him. Who is the him? The him being Jesus. Why? Because if we look to him who is able to do, and I love that that word do is in there, do exceedingly abundantly uh, beyond what we can think or imagine we're coming now near the end of week six i think it is of lockdown and we've all got used to um the face of joe wicks Um we've enjoyed our um our hearts been warmed by the story of of colonel tom moore uh, who has now raised over 30 million for nhs and and, and associated charities and, and how he, how that story has inspired so many others to do likewise. We've kind of got used to the changes within our homes, um, within family structure, within our social habits, and maybe those uh, rapid changes that came up upon us uh, within our careers and within our jobs. We've got used to this. Uh, thing called homeschooling, which probably none of us ever dreamt that we we would be doing. Let me say for this, this time for some is a real time of joy. Some have uh, unearthed um, skills and some have developed new skills, Uh, some maybe in cooking or have upgraded their skills and technology. Some have used the time to get the wee jobs done uh, that they've been waiting to do for a long time and actually remembered in doing those jobs they actually enjoy it. It's maybe been a great time for some to be able to relax. Read the books that you've been waiting to, to read for a long time and get caught up Go for longer walks than normal and and just get that sense that you you have plenty of time and you're able to use it wisely. But for others, it's a real time of discomfort. It's a real time of pressure, maybe because family dynamics have changed, maybe because of employment has changed. It could be a time of trial. maybe a time of added pressure because you cannot uh, do what you would have normally done prior to Covid. It's even a time of sadness for some because they miss um, the interaction with people and the freedom to do that uh, with, with people or groups that um, they have found to be helpful uh, on their journey prior even to the added pressure of COVID, and then for some it's been a real time of loss, and uh, and so we want to acknowledge that there is um, two ends of the spectrum, uh, and 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 probably we all fit somewhere in between the, the uh, a time of great joy and uh, a time of of added pressure, and maybe all of this. Um, when i'm speaking of the added pressure maybe it just comes from the form as i've said earlier of missing uh, a social activity maybe because we're now um near the end of week six maybe it comes from um the pressure of of your kids uh, suffering from cabin fever or maybe even you're suffering a little bit from cabin fever yourself maybe your kids are missing their friends and missing um, their activities and even, dare I say it, missing school. We, we're we living in, in a time in history where nearly every home globally uh, and every life has been touched uh, by this a- epidemic, either directly or indirectly. What I've been doing is using the time to listen to Listen a little bit more to speakers that that I would have listened to occasionally prior to COVID, and read um, more um, the books and the, and the and the material that I would have read prior to COVID. I have loved the great messages uh, that many churches have been heralding at this time. Um, that we need to remember that in the storms. Uh, no matter which boat we're in, Jesus is with us, and, and I just want to stress that point. That in this time and in this season, we are all in different boats. I also loved the uh, message um, um, of some that have said that in past uh, trials, in in past times of difficulty and change. That um, our greatest reward in these times is actually finding Jesus himself. Last time I shared with you, I shared on the bravery and the courage of a young boy called David. Who stood out and faced the giant. When everyone else was either frozen with fear or shrunk back in fear. We read that this guy ran with courage and bravery towards the giant. It's a great story. it's And it's a great story to celebrate. And, and I think um, it's great today that we get a chance to celebrate the bravery and courage of um, key workers. Frontline staff, essential service workers and providers of all sorts. Um, This week we had the chance to pray for businesses locally and it was a great chance for us to remember all the people at this time who um, keep um, things going on. I um, was washing my car on Thursday morning and the post lady um, pulled up and I just remember looking at her and just thinking You know she keeps it going. On Wednesday morning our bins are collected and every day we can go to the shop and be served by uh, great people behind the counter. We can go to the chemist and pick up whatever we need. We can still go to our health centres and our hospitals and be served by people who continue to keep this uh, country going. But it's also been a great time to celebrate the the bravery and courage of divided communities. Neighbours and families um, who um, now have set their differences and preferences aside to be able to help one another. And I suppose in a way I like that that we are celebrating uh, Colonel Tom Moore. And and the generation that he lived in were many hundreds and thousands of people back in the early 40s who said there's a battle to be fought and let's get on and fight it. And just like our people today who say there's a job to be done and so let's get on and do it. I like that the, the story of bravery and courage is being rightly honoured today. One of the people that I listen to is a a Christian um, historian and he has said that um, these are the underlying traits of the early Christians in the countless uh, world disasters, in famines and uh, epidemics and uh, and times of great trial uh, in, in years gone past, that the people that it was the people of courage and bravery and love who came to the front, usually Christian people or Christian groups of people and and then they caused throughout those generations what they did was they caused people many people to ask questions why would you do something like this? Why do are you uh, so compassionate um Uh, And the result being that um, uh, non-followers of Christ uh, seeing that these are some of the true marks of people who claim to follow Christ. I have a question that I ask myself is how will I be remembered in this time? Will I be remembered as being a person who was brave and um, full of courage, or a person who was frozen with fear uh, uh, or shrink back in fear. Many commentaries have said that this is, that we are now entering one of the, the hugest changes or transitions the world has ever seen. Way beyond anything that uh, the world wars, um uh, that have happened after the world wars it this what we're entering into now will change how we live how we communicate to each other and what we value now the difference with the this transition or change is two things one is the scale as I've said earlier, this affects every, nearly every home globally, and every life globally. And so the scale, um, the scale, and the uncertainty, and the uncertainties can be large and small. Simply a simple uncertainty it, for some is when is this going to end? And what is our new norm going to look like? And some uh, on a bigger scale maybe are thinking what value is going to be on what's left on the other side? How is our economy going to survive? Um, and what is life going to be like? And the usual the normal instinct of man in times of great change is to Uh, grab hold of what we can or grab hold as Neil shared with us on Thursday night what we value and so another question that I have in the midst of this is what will it be seen that I value in a time like this the last time I spoke there were two main characters in the story as we ended off 1st Samuel 17 there was and, and this was a great change in the moment and uh, in, in, in the history of Israel and in the personal lives of both Saul and David David and um, the young boy full of faith has now entered the scene full of courage um, displays the fact that God is with them, and Saul who um, we see is gripped with fear and jealousy and um, and allows to allows himself to sink more and more into those things so much so that bitterness rises within his heart two extremes again David and Saul And as we enter chapter 18, we read again of a young boy called Jonathan. We are introduced to Jonathan, who is Saul's son. He is also a boy of courage and faith. He has showed that um, in earlier chapters, in chapter uh, 14, when he um, attacks the enemy camp. And uh, slays uh, many of the enemy. Um, And so he is a boy also of courage and faith. I've been, as, as we have journeyed over the last couple of weeks, I have been gripped by the story of Jonathan. There's something about the posture of Jonathan in this story. That has helped me in my uh, uh, corona roller coaster of emotions. And so, if you have your Bible, turn with me to 1 Samuel 18. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one spirit with David and he loved him as he, as he loved himself. And from that day on, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return to his father's house. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Verse 4, we read this, that Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and he gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow and his belt and so um as i've said to you this story has uh inspired me and caused me to to ask the question what is my posture in this great time of change let me tell you a few things about jonathan Jonathan um, was to be heir to the throne. He was to be the next king. And yet he sees a young boy come along with equal courage and equal faith to him. And what he does in chapter in verse 4, he basically moves himself from the centre of the story. To ushering in God's purpose and plan. We read on in this story. We read on in the story of how Jonathan protected David, how Jonathan supported David, how Jonathan gave his life for David. He his his posture within The the great time of change was not to promote himself, not to centre his thoughts around himself, but to centre his thoughts around the presence of God. You see, David represented the presence of God. David represented a new time that that God wanted his people to live in. I have found that in Galatians 5, where it speaks of the fruit of the spirit, a very helpful list for me to uh, keep beside me uh, over the last couple of weeks. And the words of Galatians 5 is this, the, um, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And self-control, and I have used those to 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 um, just as a guide to see uh, where I'm at, not alone weekly but daily, uh, as I as I try to stay as close to God as I can. When I when I find that I am dipping in love or dipping in joy, or find that peace is is moving away, I I, I quickly pull myself back to the fact. That there is nothing wrong with God it 's the fact that I have moved away in a certain direction, probably in the direction of fear and worry and um and and what I can grab in this time I hope that all kind of makes sense but what I really felt in in this story is um is it is remembering about Jonathan is that moment of change in his life towards David we see these two fruit um, appear we see kindness and goodness surveys within mental health are showing that it's the people with this attitude the people with this attitude that uh, of kindness and goodness and projecting towards others, um, uh, who who seem to be managing uh, in this time of change, the best. Let me uh, bring this to a close with a couple of more verses. Romans chapter two verse four says it's the kindness and the goodness of God that leads man. To repentance, in um, in Titus chapter three, as as uh, Paul is writing this letter to his good friend, he uh, wants to encourage him that um, that good works uh, are profitable to the people around him. But he also wants to remind him where the root of good works uh, comes from. And in verse four, it says, "When the goodness and the loving kindness." Of god our saviour appeared he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness but according to his own mercy paul as he as he as he writes from a a place of lockdown in a roman jail in philippians uh, chapter 2 he says uh, verse 3 he says do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others uh, above yourselves not looking to your own interests but that word but to the but each of you to the interests of others and so we can see that uh, kindness and goodness is a theme that uh, 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 runs through the story or runs through the letters of Paul and so the question remains what will we be remembered for in COVID-19 that is the question that I continually ask myself will I alone be remembered for bravery and courage and faith which are great things or will uh, or will I be remembered also for kindness and goodness towards other others. We have seen it in the life and the posture of Jonathan when they, they were at a great moment of change, when the nation was at a great moment of change. Uh, Jonathan stands aside and helps usher in the new thing that God wants to do. We see it in the writings of Paul, that it's a big thing kindness and goodness we see that also the root of this is the way that jesus himself expressed love towards us we are living in a great moment of change none of us can dictate what's going to happen and actually none of us can tell what's going to ha- what it's going to be like What our lives are going to be like the other side of us. But we can um, dictate how we project ourselves towards other people. And, uh, And Paul writes to the church and urges the church over and over again. Be people who are known for their kindness. And so that's what I want to encourage us to continue to do. Um, to continue to press into uh, the kindness of displaying the kindness and the goodness of God. It will speak volumes into people's lives. And hopefully the end result will be that God's glory will be revealed. And many people will be brought to a place of putting their trust in him for eternal life. Thank you.